Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of In His Light. We have a good one today. It's titled Guatemala City Dump, uh, Light in the Darkness. And it's pretty much my dad's debriefing me on uh, a trip that uh, I'm, I'm so thankful and so blessed that the Lord opened for for me to do and to go to uh, Guatemala City and go to the uh, largest city dump in Guatemala. And uh, he's going to ask me some questions about what I've seen there. But before he does, I'm just going to kind of give you a little background on the place. It's uh, it's like I said, it's the city dump in Guatemala City. Uh, everybody goes there. They dump their trash. All of Guatemala dumps it in this one spot. And these people that live there, uh, they go to this dump and they sort through the trash and they pick through the trash and dig through the trash and they sell it. And they are lucky to make $1 a day. Uh, doing this thing and uh they they there there's actually a name for it and uh once we get our website i'll have more information on that there's a name for these people that they call them but and i don't know what it is but what it means is useless worthless ones and uh they they it, it's it's terrible living conditions absolute terrible no plumbing uh the electricity is extremely dangerous uh there's kids 30 percent of these were kids. I found this out the other day. 30% of the people that live in this dump are children. And uh, so going to this place, our goal was to, you know, help with electrical work. Uh, and going to this place, I expected to be bad. And obviously, because I, I got my descriptions of what was going on there. But I was, I was kind of surprised on what I found there. And that's kind of what we were going to talk about today, Dad. And uh, so I'll just turn it over to you. you. Just ask me whatever you want. And we'll talk about this our brothers and sisters, many of them that are over there. And, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about what it means and, and what God's doing over there. Yeah, it's, uh, this is, um, an important subject to talk about, I guess, for us as Christians, because, uh, like I said, it's easy for us to have a, um, I should say 2020 vision <laughs> when it comes to our local environment, but when it comes to, a uh, a worldly environment uh sometimes we're our vision's off because we're not looking at it from a heavenly perspective we just see what we see out our front window and that's it you know we don't really realize there's a whole world out there and a lot of people living in totally different environments than we are and again there's no God isn't looking down at us and saying, Oh, look, you got, got it made and they don't it. No, we're no more responsible for the environment we live in than they are. So God's not looking at us and condemning us because maybe we have more than they have. The question is always going to be, what do we do with what we have? And, and that's always the question. And, and, and it's important for us to see, especially as Christians in the Western world to realize that, God is a God of the whole world and, and it's not just our local environment, but it's everywhere. And so we need to be sensitive to that so that we can pray for these people so that we can do whatever we can do to help them out, to realize that, uh, you know, we're all one people on the face of this earth. But, uh, first of all, I'd just like to ask John, as far as your trip was concerned, I'm, 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 very, um, I, I really wish that everybody, I would encourage everybody, if you ever have the opportunity to go on a trip like this, it's, it's life-changing. It, it really is. It will change your perspective. 
you know, more so if your heart is open to the Lord, it will show you even more. But even if it's not, you can't go to these environments and realize that, wow, people live totally different than, than the way I live. I mean, that's one thing you will see no matter who you are. And uh, I was privileged to be able to do that uh, early on in my life and you know, took a trip to Haiti and uh, seen some, some things that were there on a, a trip that we went down there to help people. But, uh, but anyway, I just wanted to open this up to John and just, I guess, first of all, tell us, uh, you know, what your main focus is focus was on, on this trip, John, when you first went down there, what was the purpose that you guys were uh, going down there for? Well, uh, first of all, shout out to Lake Point Church and Rockwall and Milestone Electric because they put this thing together. Uh, the initial goal was uh, for for the trip was to go help these people with their electrical issues, because as you can imagine, you know, some of them have meters, which I was actually surprised when I say meter, I mean electrical meter. So that some of them do actually pay an electric bill, but a lot of them were just tapped. I mean, they, they did the equivalent of just taking a wire and tapping it to the power line to get power. And, uh, it's just dangerous. There's no, there's no protection basically. And, and I'm not trying to turn this into electrical thing. You, you need what's called overcurrent protection. That That's a breaker. You need something to stop the flow. If something happens or you need to, a lot of these houses didn't have it. They had bare lamp cord wire, just spliced together with tape hanging, uh, going through stairs where, you know, kids could just easily touch it. And our goal was to go there and clean some of that up. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that's, it's important to, to know, and you, you'd made that statement too. And you, you understand this, John, that, uh, these people aren't doing this because they're lazy. They're doing this because that's all they got. So when they leave wires open and things are hooked, they're not doing that on purpose. It's just that they have to find whatever means they can just to even have light. Correct. And that's absolutely, they don't, they didn't, a lot of them didn't know that it was dangerous. They didn't know they just needed light. And, and, and we are all quick to say things, you know, what we would do and what we wouldn't do. But when you're put in the position, you, you have no idea what you'll do. I mean, you'll do what you got to do. And that that's what these people were doing. And for Guatemala, these people are not lazy. They are working 900 times harder than most of us, but they're not getting paid. That's the problem. They're not getting paid sufficiently for it. It's and, and, you know, they've, They've got this issue and I don't want to go into details about it, but basically they're, they're starving and they're basically high all the time from this video because they have this glue situation that they're, they're a lot of them are addicted to. I, I don't know the details on it, so I don't want to go into it, but it, there's a lot of bad things going on there. And it's because of, it all starts from the poverty. Like it doesn't matter what they do or how hard they work. The, the, the one that makes the the works the hardest makes the most doesn't make anything barely enough to live, and th and that's again why it's so important for for God to show His presence there. Yeah, and and, and you know I I want to uh, as we talk about this I really want us to try to keep we're going to try to emphasize a perspective of of what should be our outlook on these things and how should we see these things. And how should we react to these things, even as as a, a member of the body of Christ, to realize that uh, yeah, there there's no we we see the effects of sin is I guess is what I'm saying in all these countries. I mean, for years and years they've had leaders, and I uh, I talked to you earlier about that, John, about how 
you see really the effects of what happens when, when you have, if you have certain people in charge that don't have a true heart for the people, the money that comes in gets siphoned and they just basically use it for their own purposes and it doesn't get spread down to the people. And so that's why you see this great, uh, you know, poverty among uh, most of the people there because it's really just not spread out to the, the money that does come in is not spread out to the people. And so it really takes a true heart and a leader to be able to set that up, to be able to make sure that the people benefit from what the country is, is doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that, that was, that was one of the most blessed parts. It's like I was telling you when I went down there, obviously we were briefed on it and we, you know, we watched a couple videos and, uh, and I knew I didn't go in there expecting anything except for that. I, I figured I assumed it would be bad and, and it would be heartbreaking. And it was and it was very bad. And, and it did does tug on your heart. But the biggest thing that I took from this, if I'm being honest, is the absolute clear presence and visibility of God in these places. And it it you can see God stand out. And, and it just and I said this when I was down there, it's like you, I really understood at not understood as in figured out, but like had revelation of light is brightest in these dark places. And it was so obvious these people, it's what really just, it showed me that physical things are not our treasure. They're not, whether we want them to be or not, they're not, they won't be because all you got to do is take them away from long enough and you will find happiness or joy or something in something else. And that these people are forced to do that. And I just seen, I seen my brothers and sisters out here. They just didn't have as many things to play with or things to do. And I seen God working hard and just showing his glory. You know, I seen, I seen people that, you know, I heard a testimony from a doctor. First of all, that's a, that's a testimony itself. When we get down there, there's like a ton of other mission trips down there, a ton of other uh, members of our body down there representing Christ, not leaving them alone, you know, being in prison with them at doctors flying down from Missouri. And one of the doctor's testimony was uh, one of the pastors down there. His name was Pastor Soul. He started a, a kid's school and a church and homeless shelters and many, many other things. And uh, the doctor and him were standing there at lunch in the middle of uh, when we were working. And he was like, I remember standing here 14 years ago and all this was trash and tires stacked and junk. And, uh, and Pastor Soul said, uh, I want to make a school here. I want to put a school here. And, and the doctor admittedly said, he's like, that's impossible. That's like half a million dollars. You're going to need to do that here. And we're talking about the, we're talking about the dump and that's the nickname of this place is the dump. And, uh, I mean, and it's actually what it is. And, uh, but he said he flew back and, and, and he started to explain some things about board members or whatever, but he ended it with God can do whatever he wants. And he did it. And that was just such a blessed testimony because I'm looking around at this three-story school with all these classrooms in the middle of the in the middle of this dump in the middle of it, right? And I'm and I see uh, they've got a clinic, they've got doctors flying in from Missouri working on the kids, helping the people. They got a playground. You can hear the whole time while you're eating lunch. You can hear kids playing and laughing and screaming and kicking the football and footballs flying by your head and and soccer balls flying by your head and you just. And, and you just forget you're in the dump. You just forget. And you're, you're sitting here and, and it's like, God is, it was never a 
better, clearer picture of the body of Christ than what I've seen. And I imagine that's what the beginning churches were like amidst all that persecution. When they were with each other, when they were with the body, there was peace. And that's, that is the biggest takeaway. I think anybody that goes there can take. And, and I'm so blessed and lucky to be able to go. So I'm not put, I'm not saying anything. I, this was a door that was completely open for me that I could just walk into, didn't have to do anything to do it. So I'm so blessed to see this, but the gift was that it was that no matter what, uh, no matter where you're at, no matter, nothing can separate you from the love of God. I mean, that, that verse just came alive and it, it was, it was so good. My brothers and sisters at, at, while we're out working with these people and their electrical work, my brothers and sisters are at, at back at the shop, uh, back at the school cooking us lunch. You know, that it's just everybody doing their part, the teachers teaching the kids, somebody watching the kids, the guy with the van bringing the parts. I mean, it was just, and there was no, it, I mean, this is a little piece of what heaven's going to be like, minus the dump part of it. Like there was, everybody was happy to do it. This is what happens when you put a group of servants together. Everybody's serving each other and nobody, you know, it just, you just didn't miss a beat. So it, the testimony is that is, and that's the title of this, this podcast for a reason is light in the darkness. Light shines bright in the darkness. And if you're with God and you're in Christ, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's going to be the same peace wherever you're at. So, John, just like I, I was saying, you know, like the scripture says that um, even when a man has an abundance, his life doesn't consist of his possessions. I guess that really came to life for you down there. For sure. <laughs> and, and people know that, too, in their hearts. People, All people know that. This is why we go from fulfillment to fulfillment, and we don't get that you know, we just want something else because they're, they're, it's not about what you have. That's not where your treasure is. And I know that's so easy to say because we've joked about it our whole life. The world makes it as kind of a side joke. Well, money doesn't equal happiness. You know, it's not about the possessions, but we still want those possessions and we still fight for those possessions. We give up our morals for those possessions. So it is actually a treasure, whether or not we admit it or joke about it or not. But if we can actually receive, not self-righteously, but just for yourself, receive that. Imagine if you had nothing and you were still happy. And that's mm -hmm. why I, I truly believe that God will take some things away sometimes so that you can see that. And that yeah. is the blessing. The blessing is not the stuff he gave you. It's that you realize you don't need that stuff he gave you. Right. And, and I'm sure we'd all be surprised to know that as soon as we take that treasure for those possessions out of our heart, God's not going to care about blessing it. It's nothing to him to bless us. Absolutely nothing to bless us it's all about where our heart is. And I think that's what this is all about too. It's a, everything we talk about on every podcast or every YouTube video, it's a heart issue. And where's is it at? Yeah. And and we've talked about this before, John, but you could see down there. I mean, it's, that's why I said both of us, you know, both the Guatemalan people and other, our other brothers and sisters in different areas, we all have different issues. I mean, their issues down there is survival. I mean, every day you get up so you can eat again. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's very plain and simple. It isn't about trying to figure anything out. It's about, Hey, that's what you got to do. You want to eat. You got to go find something to do some kind of work, some kind of something to make money. Cause I think you, you were talking about that, John, that they, they do whatever. If it's juggling on the street corner, whatever it is, they're, they're doing whatever they can to make enough money to eat for the day. Right. That's it. And that's all through Guatemala City where we were at. I mean, traffic's really bad there. So 
and and so what people will do is they're literally set up shops in the middle of the crosswalks and they'll they'll do tricks juggle all kinds of stuff sell stuff at your window all kinds of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, when you're faced with live or die eat or don't you know things get a little bit simpler for you and on the dark side of that without the presence of light in your life when you get desperate it, it leads to pretty bad things yeah i always like uh I liken this to so much more like the body of Christ, like in different circumstances. And that's why I said earlier, God's not looking at each one of us and condemning us, neither one. Like I said before, it's not their fault that they're in the situation they're in. And it's not our fault. And it's not our, their fault that we're in the situation. And it's funny. It's like, if we, if our eyes were open, we could probably learn a lot from them because our battle here is different. Our battle here is learning how to appreciate those things, how, how to, when you have all those things, what do you do with those things? You know, how do you do this? You know I mean? And so that's that it, we just have different battles, but these things will bring those things to light. And then they'll probably be able to tell us, Hey, look, you know, I mean, life is not about all those things. I know you got all those things, but it's not about that. Let, let me tell you, cause we know what it's like. We get up every day to survive. So so it's the same thing. And, and they wouldn't probably understand what it means for us where we have to get up and literally learn how to be in the world, but not of the world, because we have all those things at our fingertips. So we have to learn how to be uh, good stewards of what we have. So the battle is a little bit different, but it's still the same thing. And it's all, we're all part of the body, just realizing, you know, so that we can pray for one another you know, and so that we can help one of us, you know, it's like I said, if I was down there, they would probably ask me, Hey, just pray that, yeah, we'd ever able to be strong in the Lord. They might say, and, and be able to to survive and help. And I might ask them, Hey, pray for us that we would remain strong and be faithful with with what God has for us. You know what I'm saying? So, so we're all working. We're all servants of the same God. And ultimately all these issues will be panned out. But right now it's about living in this world right now and being obedient as, as servants of God. And I mean, there's things you can do. You can, we can pray. We're here. We can pray. You can pray. You can't, you cannot forget about your brothers and sisters. You can pray for them. There's plenty of ways to reach them, to talk to them. There's plenty of ways to, uh, there's church, Lake Point Church and Rockwell. If you're from this area, they, they definitely, and I'm sure all your churches, there's missions that you can go on. There's one week missions. There's donations you can give. I mean, there's things we can do with our, the stuff that we were given, but just acting like it's not happening. Not only is it not what God would want, uh, but it's not good for you. It's good for your soul to give. It's good for, it's good for your spirit to be attached to the vine and be a part of the body. Fellowship is necessary. Uh, and, and you find that out when you go to these places too. And it's, it just, it's just another, I I love Jesus, but it is so different when you see that body in action, really see it as, and he reveals it to you as opposed to just knowing the, 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 uh, doctrine of the body of Christ or knowing how to explain it, but seeing it at work is it's life-changing for sure. Yeah. And, and one of the, probably the best examples that you could share with us, uh, John is, is like, uh, the little 17 year old that, uh, ended up being your interpreter. Maybe you can go into a little bit about, uh, his story. Yeah. And he's, he's actually 
for uh he's going to join us on saturday we're going to have a special saturday podcast and he's going to give his testimony personally so i won't go into the details of his testimony but i will go into that that is a perfect example of god can do whatever he wants he 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 uses people in these places to show his glory and he's done it throughout the bible and he's doing it right now but this kid was so blessed so blessed and you can tell that god has raised him up and he's going to do great things for the kingdom with the power of God, but uh, the man's the young man's name is Armando. He's in high school. He's a volunteer for the church. He was literally our translator. But the the craziest part about it is this young man learned English in three months, and he was enough to translate for us. And it it was it was amazing what God can do if you say, "Hey, I'm going to be your servant." And he has every opportunity to give up on life. You know, he he could all of all of these people do. And, and he didn't, he did not, uh, he, he'll include some things in his testimony. I'll leave it all on him, but his life was not easy. His situation was not easy. And, uh, he chose Christ and Christ is raising him up. And it's, it's, uh, we're working on trying to get him a work visa. So that's definitely something you can pray for. His name is Armando's and we're Armando and we're trying to get a uh, work visa for him. So that's definitely something you can put on your prayers if you hear it. But what he's going to do is come over here and learn uh, the trade with us at, you know, like learn how to do it and then go back and be able to bring that that fruit to them, because that's that's what's going to do it. I'm telling you, we there's so many, so many issues down there. We go down there and we did everything we could and we didn't make a, a scratch, not even a scratch. But if we could teach and empower some people down there to do it, it it's with that body of servants. I mean, they're going to change some things like that school alone is a glorification of God. There is a school. And, and, and I just sat there sometimes in awe, like this is a big deal that there's a school in this place. Like this is huge. How many lives are going to be changed? Cause these kids can come here instead of staying on those streets. So it was, it was a big deal to me. And I think training these guys will be a big deal too. Absolutely. I think, um, I think as we learn, you know, we're learning as, as, as a people of God too, to be wise, you know, in this age and, and be efficient in what we have. And I think that's so true. I mean, I think if, if we, we step back sometime, if we can get out of the situation of thinking that we just got to work, 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 work for God, and we can actually sit first, like we've said before, sit in the heavenly place, let the Lord show you how best to to take care of a situation. Sometimes I think we can be more efficient than what we have been in the past by just running around there and, Oh, we got to help these people. God help. Yes. You, yes, they do need our help, but sometimes it's not just the help. It's just how they need to be helped. And that's, what's so good. I mean, it's like you, like the old saying, you know, teach a man to fish. He'll, he'll eat for a day. I mean, I mean, I give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but you teach him, he'll be able to eat the rest of his life. So I think, and, you know, this applies to that. I think if we can be more efficient, and being able to show, because these people have already shown a willingness to learn, just like the, as in the 17 year olds, a perfect example. I mean, uh, th they want to learn, they want to know, and they can do so much because we might be able to go down there for a week. They live down there. They're down yep. there. They know all the stuff and they, they know the language. They know the atmosphere. They're able to 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 do so many, so much more if we can just get them the tools and the training they need. Yep. And that's, that's a, that's another lesson in itself too, about just waiting for God is, is a big deal. And it's so hard for us to do because we want to, we're doers. That's how the mm -hmm. world has taught us. You got to get out and do it. 
But I mean, if you wait and watch where God is already working, that's what Jesus did. And you mm-hmm. join him. That's mm-hmm. when you're actually in the will of the father and there's no better place to be. But one, one way you do that practically that I, I can take from my, my visit here is look for God working. And one might ask, what does that look like? Well, it looks like a 17 year old kid learning, you know, English in three months so he can get out coming to Christ. It looks mm-hmm. like a half a million dollar ch- uh, school built in, built in the middle of the dump. It looks like brothers and sisters with nothing really to be happy about. I mean, in, in terms of material, nothing to be happy about, but they're glorifying Christ. They're smiling. They're laughing. God looks like those kids playing and laughing and kicking footballs around. And you look, when you see that, then you know, that's where God's working. That's when you can go join. And that's saying that's, I'm using this as an example of that's how it was revealed to me here, but this is all everywhere you go. When you see a kid, when somebody comes up to you and asks you about Jesus, that's God working. I mean, when you see, when you see there to be a need or somebody about to give up on life, that's where, and they're, and they're, they're coming to you and asking you about God or saying things like that because their thought, their spirits getting tugged. That's God. And and if we just pray that God keeps our eyes open to see these things, that's when we'll be doing the work, his work, not ours. But see, we have that back thing in the head, our head that we want to do our own thing. And we want to, well, this is how I want to serve God, but God's already been working. He's been working. That's like Jesus said. He's been working, still working. He's working right mm-hmm. now. He's going to be working tomorrow. He was working before. You're, we need to join him and let and allow him to use us. Otherwise, you know, with free will, he's not going to make us. So he's just going to continue working with the willing vessels he gets. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, if anybody doesn't take anything out of this at all, except for just the fact that I hope that people realize that we're all one people. I hope you, I hope we can get a global understanding that, that God is the God of the whole world and he has people all over the place and we need to have that perspective. And sometimes it can seem so daunting and overwhelming for us because when we look around, we see so many problems, so much, I mean, there's so much need and, 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 and really not enough resources, it seems, but so much can be done in just such a little thing. And I think you've probably seen that, John, firsthand. If you just take what you have, take that one thing that you have and make use of it, put it in the master's hands. That's the lesson of the of the fish and the bread. You know, they, they just took a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread and he fed 5,000. That, that's the lesson. Put it in the master's hand and he's able to do a lot of things with a little bit. I know the Lord showed me that because I know I, I'm coming from a standpoint of, of I understand the the feeling of being overwhelmed with so much need out there. And you say, God, you know, what do, what do I do? You know, where do I even start here? So I hope start people at the just, basket. Exactly. Start the basket. Just say, Lord, just, you know, take what you have and put it in the master's hand. And like for me, the Lord showed me initially just to, you can pray, Rodney, if you can't do anything else. You can pray. You can pray for these people. And then as I started to submit myself, the God then will show you what to do from there. He says, okay, now you can do this. You can do that. Be faithful in the the one thing and he'll give you the next thing. Be faithful in those things. He'll give you the next thing. And so that's what it's all about. It's about just taking and first realizing who you are who you're serving and that you're, it, it's it, that again, that global perspective, just don't look at your front window and say, this is all I've got to be concerned with. I mean, God, we're, we're a global body. 
So it's not just those things, but it's everyone. It's anybody out there that God is trying to reach. That's who we're for. And that's a good prayer too. I mean, the prayer can be, Father, uh, I'm going to give up what I think I need to do for you. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to church or anything like that, but like I'm whatever God, I just don't, I don't want to come in with any preconceived ideas of what you want me to do, but I do want you to show me what you want to do I, and pray until you see him, until you see him working. He will open that door for you 100%, but you got to be ready to do it because obedience is what's required next. And then also you have to give up some things that you think you're going to have to make some adjustment. I'm not talking about crazy adjustment in your life, but something different will have to happen if, if sometimes when you want to do God's work, but the good news is he empowers you to do it. And you, I mean, if you told me I would be going there three years ago, I'd call you crazy. I'd be terrified to do that. I just, I would think there's too much in it. Or if you told me that I would, I would be so into God's word, I would have told you you're crazy. And that's because he puts that will in you and he puts that power, but he can't do that until you're ready and say, I'm willing, I'm obedient, and I'm going to do it. And sometimes it is scary, but that's what faith means. So that prayer, to sum that whole thing up, the prayer should definitely be, God, show me what you want me to do. Show me where you're working so that I can join you. Give me the courage to try because I know you'll give me the strength when I try. Yep, absolutely. And I'm I'm sure there's probably one thing you can say, John, is it's kind of funny how, how, how from, from seeing these people, if you kind of turn it both ways, like from our standpoint, we look at people like these people down there in Guatemala and, and, and dumping their, in their terrible situations that they have to live in. And so we feel sorry for them because we see they're in a bad situation. And yeah, we should have compassion for them because it's not God's will that anybody live in that type of environment. Okay. But at the same point, if someone down there who had their eyes open to, to, to real, what life was really about, they could probably look at us and it would be turned around. They would actually feel sorry for a lot of us who, who think that life is about the things we have, thinks yep. that life is about everything around us and the, in the toys we have and don't understand that life is not about what you have. And so they might understand that because they have to, that's all they got. So yep. that they can look at us in a sense with pity because they could shake their head at us and say, Hey, you guys don't really understand what real life is about because you have all these things to entertain yourselves, but we have to, out of necessity, realize that life is, 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 and you know, we, we learn this through even our own practical situations. Take somebody who gets sick. If you've ever gotten sick, all of a sudden, everything that you think is important to you falls by the wayside for that moment. I don't care what moment of time is. You can't think of nothing but feeling better. That's it. Because so you really realize that it's not, even if you, whether you admit it or not, at that moment of time, all you really care about is getting your health back. So, so it's just important to understand that. So I think we could, we both can teach each other things on both sides of the coin. It's funny you say that. Cause I had that exact conversation with Armando, the, the 17 year old young man. And we were talking about that. We were talking about that exact subject and he was talking about the things that we have over there. And I was talking about the things here. And I, I, that's exactly what I told him. I said, well, look at, look at it this way. If we think that, 
our stuff. See, here's the problem over there. We, we go, we chase after things, we get something and it's not really happiness. And then, so we go somewhere else and we go somewhere else. I told them that, you know, we have people with so much money and they're killing themselves over there because they realize that's not actually true fulfillment. But if you don't have that and you found true fulfillment early, who's the one that was blessed. And he's like, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. It's and I said, that's what Jesus meant. It's like, mm -hmm. you know what it really means already. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to go through everything and lose everything before we can figure it out. And I'm not at all saying any place is better than others, but there is light in both sides, just like you said. And I literally had that conversation with someone that lives there, the young man that lives there and, and he sees it too. So it was blessed and, and it's true. Right. And, and, and you can learn so many things. Like I said, like, like you said, you made that point, John, it's just so blessed. And these are the type of things I'm saying if everybody, anybody ever has an opportunity to go on a trip like this, you know, on a mission trip or some kind of trip to help someone out like that in that situation or even go in there. But, but if you go down there, even as uh, on just a trip, just have your eyes open to, to look around and see what you, what's going on. Because I'm telling you, you can learn so much. You can see so much just by looking around and I know one of the things that you you kept stressing, and we talked about this earlier, John, but you were saying just about how you could see the kids, you know, how the kids, you could just see how they were happy, even though they had nothing. And for someone coming from this environment who thinks that we got to have all these things in order to be happy, oh, well, you know, we got to do this, we got to have this, we got to be here and there. And, and you go in there and you realize that that's not really where happiness comes from. Again, we're not condemning uh, having these things or being able to participate in certain things. It's just realizing that your life is not in them. So if it, something comes to about that you're not able to do that, then you don't fall apart because you realize, oh, my life's over because I don't have this thing. That, that's what we're talking about here. And that's what a foundation is. That's what making Jesus the anchor of your life means. When things that fade, which is everything besides the Lord, and when, mm -hmm. when things that fade get taken out of your life, you're not devastated. That's it. So if Armando came over here, won the lottery, was a millionaire, and then he lost everything, he would not be devastated because he has found joy in something else. Okay. He, I mean, he had to do it without. And it is just an example. If the same thing happened, where we worked our, our butts off over here because we had privilege and we were able to get a job. We we're able to do this, do this, do this, do this. And we build ourselves up and we lost everything. If that's our treasure, we're done. You see? So, and, and that was the whole point of it. It's not like make yourself poor. It's like get the treasure is not in the things and that has yeah. to be received. And that's a prayer that I pray. God, don't let me put my faith in anything here. It's easy to do. It's so easy to slip into that. What happens if this thing was gone? I think, Dad, you nailed it best. If you were sick or somebody you really love got really sick, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you see value. You see yeah. none of it matters. You know, if, if anybody's ever had a loved one pass away, that time before that, you don't care about anything. You don't care about the job. You don't care about the truck. Nothing. Like, you, it's, you know, and that's that's the reason why we have problems with suicide is because the value is in the wrong thing. And if this thing is taken or this thing, it, the thing that we put our value in is not right or missing, then there's no reason to live. And that's why that's a problem. And, and we just have to be mindful of it. We have to be prayerful about it and, and, and just keep, keep our eye on the Lord 
no matter what's going on around us and, and pray that he shows you where real treasure is and you'll figure it out. Even though you already know, you really do. If you thought about it, if you just stopped for a minute, thought about it, you know, that none of that's treasure. And I guess just keep going back to think about if somebody was sick, think about that, like how you would really feel. You wouldn't care. Exactly. And, and, you know, you can, I've, I've said this many times and that's why I said, it's not about where you're at or what your particular situation is. It's about a matter of the heart. Like we've always said, I mean, you know, as well as I do, John here, why stone reward man in his life podcast that we know that God is our life. This is what it's about. It's about realizing that God is your life. He's your life. He's the one that gives you life. And when you realize that everything else, because you can be in bondage, no matter who you are. Uh, I've always said this before. It's not about rich or poor because a poor man could be in bondage too. A poor man could be doing nothing but consumed with thinking about nothing but getting more stuff or being jealous of someone who has something. So you could be in bondage on that side of it. But at the same time, a rich man can be in bondage too because he he wants more and more things and he doesn't understand what life's about. So it's not about rich or poor. It's about realizing where your life comes from. And, and that's what you're, what you're saying here. That's the whole point. And that's what these people down there can teach us. If we, if we just open our eyes for a second, we can see some of these things and just remind us, it's not that I really, it's not that we don't know this. It's just that we get distracted and consumed with the things around us and we forget about it. That's the reason why when someone gets sick, all of a sudden they see it. It's not that they couldn't see before. It's that they're distracted with everything that they have or the things around them. And they just don't think about these things. And I think when we see situations like you were able to, to go on this trip and see it, just reminds you that that life is not about what you have. That's what I mean. You know it in your heart. That needs to be your prayer. God, I'm not going anywhere until you just show me that my life doesn't consist in possessions. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Don't let the enemy distract my eyes with the things of the world and the pride of life. Don't let them distract me off the truth that it, these things will always fade. They always will. And help me be grounded in Christ, the real importance that we are pilgrims on this planet, brothers and sisters, pilgrims. And we have an eternal destination. And for now, we have to bring every brother and sister and make disciples of every brother and sister we can until then. But the stuff we have on this planet are meaningless and useless. That does not mean you have to sell everything you have. And it does not mean that you shouldn't thank God for the blessings that you do have. You just got to understand that the real blessing is the giver, not what he gave you. The real blessing is, is that you have a God that is in control of the universe and has a, has a personal relationship with you. Amen. And uh, that's why I said I would encourage everybody to uh, the an upcoming episode when we are able to talk to Armando. Uh, I think uh, I hope everybody can listen to that when we get when we do that, because that's going to be blessed. That's a that's a perfect example. You know, it says in the word that, that we overcome him, you know, through the blood of the lamb, through the testimony of Jesus. And we don't love our own life. And these are testimonies. This is God at work. People say, where's God? Well, when you see people like this, when you see God working in an individual in that circumstance and bringing them to where they are, that is a testimony that God is at work. And we ought to be able to see those things and give glory to God. And so hopefully, 
you know, when we're able to speak to that brother, we'll, you know, uh, people will be able to hear that and, and, and see for themselves another testimony of the Lord's work. Amen. Yeah, for sure. So follow the podcast uh, and it, you'll be notified when it downloads. We're going to try to do it as quick as possible after that. This is not a live recording. It's pre-recorded, so I'm going to try to get it up right after we do it if possible. But uh, if you follow the uh, the podcast, then it'll notify you. And if you uh, if I know you or especially uh, brothers and sisters that went with me on this trip, you're going to get it. I'll just send it to you. It'll be on YouTube as well. If you subscribe to the channel there, it'll be you, you can check it. If you hit the bell button, it'll notify you. But this is this is uh, it's it's a blessed. I'm thankful, thankful for this opportunity. Uh, first and foremost, to meet this brother, you know, I, there's instant love. It's my brother and he's part of my family and, and I'm, I'm thankful to meet him. Uh, but subscribe to the channel Saturdays when we're recording it Saturday morning. Hopefully I can get it up Saturday. So, uh, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, prayers guys for, for Armando and his visa prayers for Lake Point church and their missionary group, uh, the pastor that took us name was Cassidy. Great guy. He's been doing this a long time. Um, just pray for them that pray for those doctors from Missouri, pray for pastor soul, uh, get a pen and paper. If you need to pray pastor soul, pastor Otto. these are the two pastors over here in this place that have do, doing marvelous work. And we didn't really talk about the two specific pastors. We'll talk more about, uh, that with Armando, but pa there's another pastor out of the built a school too. And, it, and it's, there's people down there doing God's work. And so pray for those, keep those in your prayers for those families to, to find joy in the real things we don't we don't we it, god will bless them if he wants to but that's not doesn't really need to be our prayer it's if we really love them our prayer needs to be keep their treasure where it's supposed to be like where it is now where, where the life of jesus is their fulfillment not not the things they have because they're in a better off position than us if if we're the opposite of that so that really needs to be the prayer guys we love you we thank you guys for listening uh uh, comments. If, if you're watching this on YouTube, comments, uh, any questions, let us know. If you have any prayer requests, it's whitestonereward at gmail.com. And uh, we'll, we'll be happy to pray for you. Video topics as well. We love you and uh, we're just going to pray for you guys and we'll be out of your hair. We'll go ahead, Deb. Father, we just thank you for this time that we've had again together. We thank you for working in the hearts of the people, Lord your people, Lord, that you could go down and even be able to, to help our brothers and sisters in Guatemala, Lord. We thank you for taking each one of them down there safely and bringing them back. We thank you for the lessons that we've learned, Lord, from them as well. And we just thank you, Lord, that, that we are people that we just want to be your servants, Lord. We want to realize that our life is you and not does not consist of our possessions, Lord. We give you glory, Lord, and we give you praise. Keep our minds stayed on you and bless your people in Guatemala and all your servants, Lord. Show us what we can do to make a difference in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Peace be with you.